Amy, 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 I have ideas, but I don't know where to start. How much do I invest? What capital do I need? How can I turn my idea into a profitable business? Today's episode is a little bit of a motivational talk slash step-by-step approach into what actually goes into starting your business or creating your first profitable product so you can actually start making money, which would mean that you've started your business. And this is going to be atypical. I'm not going to guide you through the exercises a lot of people would make you do or organizations. I'm just going to talk to you like you were my friend, which you kind of are. Although I saw that you haven't left a review yet. Maybe you should leave a review if you want to be my friend. (laughs) And we're just going to walk through a couple of steps that you need to start your profitable business that actually might be mindset things holding you back. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fast Forward Amy show, the show where we lift your life and business with simple strategies. I'm Fast Forward Amy, your host and coach, and I'll bring you a new episode every Tuesday. Of course, the first thing you want to do is you want to define your vision and your goals. And What that could mean for you is that you start getting stuck first and you're like, oh, I need to write down my mission and my vision and all of that. And that might be very, very complicated. So my tip for you would be um, to just simply write down or state out loud, what do you want to accomplish? And for me, when I started out, for example, this was, I wanted to help people get more fit because I had discovered there were simple ways, shortcuts, by the way, that's where fast forward comes from, uh, to achieve that. And I saw people struggling and I wanted to help them not struggle anymore to reach their health goals. Later down the line, I saw the same thing with business and I saw that people were struggling to create a profitable business where they were actually enjoying themselves. So I wanted to help people take action towards a more profitable and joyful business. So for me, it was always, I want to help people. I want to help people accomplish something. If I'm being truthful about it, it was, I want to help people achieve mm -mm, something to do with independence. And While that was my goal and a bit of my vision, it was at the same time also my vision for myself. So people will tell you often that uh, money is not a goal uh, or it's not like the true purpose of why you want to start your business. And that is probably almost always true, but it can definitely be a part of that goal. So for example, for me, I want to help as many people across the globe to become financially independent and enjoy what they're doing. And at the same time, I want that for myself as well. I want to also be financially independent and enjoy what I'm doing because I don't care about making lots of money if I'm unhappy while doing it. And that's also what I want for other people. So just step number one is, Why are you here? Why are you listening to this podcast? What do you want to accomplish? Maybe you're saying, oh, I just want to make people's walls nicer uh, by giving them my paintings or by having them buy my colorful paintings. That's enough. Just a simple I want statement. I want to. This is step one. Step two is you're going to develop your first minimum viable product. So When I started out as a fitness coach, I was convinced that I wasn't good enough. I had heaps and heaps and heaps of imposter syndrome. So I was obsessed with fitness. I had gone from being someone who had been struggling with their health and their weight a really long time. I never knew how to do anything about it, how to get better at it. And at a certain point, I kind of figured it out. And I thought, wow, I really want to help people to do this as well because people don't know that they can accomplish anything they want and I know now and I want to help people and I was so passionate about it 
and that's what we're talking about here how to turn your passion into something profitable but I felt like I wasn't ready I felt like there was still so much I didn't know that I thought I'm not ready to start I can't turn this into a business because there is so much I still don't know and can't do yet and it was my older brother Timothy who actually told me you don't have to know everything yet you already know a lot more than these people who are struggling and I'm sure that you can already help people and while I do want to emphasize when you start with a product or a service, you have to have a baseline of knowledge and um, capability to actually help people. That's really important. Um, Just want to say that because sometimes I see people becoming a life coach with absolutely zero experience or whatever. And and these days everyone calls themselves a coach. I would pay attention to that. Like you don't want to be selling bullshit. Um, but if you're not doing that and you actually have something that could help people or that could make people's lives more colorful, the example is the paintings, uh, why not? So I had to break through that imposter syndrome. And what I did back then is I created my first minimum viable product. And in the beginning I made it for free. So I started offering coaching for free, actually to test out if I could actually help people good enough. So while I was still learning and getting certificates and all of that, I also started creating my minimum viable product by coaching people per hour for zero euros. And then after a while, I started feeling confident enough and also super scared to start offering it at 30 euros an hour. And then I started making packages. So you just want to start with something. So for example, if you're a photographer, maybe you start out with photos that are digital made on your dad's camera or maybe you're a smartphone photographer in the beginning because you only have your iPhone or maybe you hand out unedited photos. I'm giving crappy examples just to show you like in the beginning my first mastermind there were only four people I had no slides, I had no tech fault, I had no assignments, I had no systems, I had no Google Docs and I just had a Facebook group with four people in there and every week I would post one post after my call with them and I would tell them to complete their assignment and they would do it in a thread under the post. There were no extra videos, there was no login, like it was very, very basic. And then the second time I did it, I had nine people following my mastermind and I kind of upgraded it. And then the next time people had their own private folder and I had 17 people in there and the automated assignments were there every week. And then there were 30 people. And then after four rounds of the mastermind, I created a group program and it was with 375 people and almost everything was automated. If I wouldn't have started with the minimum viable product where... I didn't have a system, I would have also never created the product with the systems. So create your first minimum viable product that does the minimum of what it needs to do, see if it's working and then improve and improve and optimize. And this is the truth that we often don't want to see as business owners is it's not about perfection. It's about progress. It's not about the perfect mindset or the perfect time. It's about doing the thing and taking fast action because let's say you are planning on doing the perfect thing and launching the perfect product six months from now. That means that you're busy planning and on the theory and thinking of the things and la la. And in six months you launch it and you realize, oh, I forgot something really important or this isn't in order. You're going to learn what's missing from doing it. So that kind of also means you might as launch 
as well launch a beta version right now and then launch it again in six months, then you would just be saving yourself time and experience because you can already test it. And that's kind of how I look at new products and programs. I just look at the first launch as a test and the second launch is also a test and the third launch is also a test. When you're running something, when you're creating something, just look at everything as a test, look at everything as an experiment and then you can never fail, you can only learn. So we started out by saying, okay, what's your vision? What's your I want or I want to or I help or whatever, what do you want to do? And then the second thing is we create a minimum viable product of the thing you have in mind right now. So maybe you want to create handbags and you're thinking, I need the perfect boxes and the wrapping paper and all that. No, you create your first handbag and that's what you're going to be selling. And the box can just be beige. It doesn't have to be a perfect box. And you don't need... The, the packaging center and the deal with the postal office. No, you get in your car and you go and deliver the handbag to the person who sold it to you. Like you just start very, very basic. And in the beginning, it can take you a really long time to create a handbag. And maybe in a year from now, you're going to get so much faster at sewing it together. You know, it's, it's just a skill that you're developing together with the product. You are refining your skill at making the product, be that if you are making products or sourcing products or creating a course, you're learning a lot. If a singer looks back at the first song they ever sang, do you think it was as good as they've been singing it right now for a couple of years after they've become world famous? No, they had a lot more practice. So give yourself the time to practice, but that doesn't mean that you can't be getting paid or building a business in the meantime, right? Any personal coach who looks back at their first training programs that they wrote for their clients are going to cringe. You need to cringe if you're not cringing at what you did in the beginning, you didn't do enough. So start making cringeable products or services. Um, and then the next step, obviously, is if we've decided I want to do this, although I'm scared shitless, and I'm going to do this by offering this perfectly imperfect product. Now we need to start making it possible for people to have an easy buy. And that means it could be that you are just standing somewhere. When I was little, I sold jewelry and I was just like at the beach. And I was like, hello, I was 10 years old. <laughs> I was selling all of my homemade jewelry and I had this cash register with me and I could uh, give people change for anything they had with them. Like I had a lot of change with me. I was like, you're paying with 100 euros. Here is 95 euros back. You're paying five euros and this is costing me two euros. Okay, here's three euros. I had all of the change. Back then, I was 10 years old. I didn't have Payconic or PayPal or all of that stuff. But right now, if I would offer something for the first time, one of the number one things I would do is I would make it very easy for people to buy from me. So one of the things I've been thinking about is I have a lot of clothes that are too big for me or uh, that I never wear anymore. And I might want to put them up for sale. And what I think about is if I put something up for sale, I do want to make it very easy for people to buy. So how would I do that? I would make sure that every piece of clothing I put on an Instagram page has a direct link and people can check out there for that item. And I would want to make sure that they see it as I'm wearing the clothing piece in a, a photo of what I look like at the time, for example. And I would make sure that the size is included and just make it really easy to check out. And this is kind of what you want to do as well. If you have your MVP, your minimum viable product, just think, okay, my end goal is, well, I know what my goal is because I want people to I want to achieve XYZ with people, so I need them to buy this, so I need to make it as easy as possible. 
for them to buy from me. So what would be easiest to buy from me? So for me in the past, that has been, for example, I hosted an event a couple of months ago and I didn't create a sales page. I knew my audience was warm or hot, actually. I knew that I didn't have tons of time. I had the event coming up in a couple of weeks. I was like, you know what? The event is great. The message is great. I just need people to be able to check out easily. So I only created a checkout page. The in the, the folder, the description only had the minimum needed information, the time, the location, the dress code, that stuff. And then people could just check out. And what I did there is they could check out in any way possible. They could choose PayPal, they could choose Ideal, they could choose like any possible thing because I wanted to make it really easy for them to buy so that the people who wanted to buy would buy. Creating more people who want to buy, that's a whole different marketing scheme that would take more time. In the beginning, when you're creating your first minimum viable product, you want to get your hot audience to buy. When they buy and they get satisfied, you get feedback, you improve your product, and you're going to attract a new audience with this social proof. So you don't need to make something that is ready to attract the entire world as buyers, you only need it to be good enough and sellable enough for that first person. So that's something I try to keep in mind whenever I try to do something new. I'm like, I only need one sale. I only need the next sale, just one more, one more. And especially that first one is always very, very scary for me as well. Like, don't think that even after a couple of years in online business, you don't get scared anymore. When I open a new launch, I'm still always scared. So make it easy for people to buy. That could be that they just offer it to you cash because you're standing on the street selling lemonade. It could also just be that you offer all kinds of payment options and make a really easy sales page or even no sales page. Just make it an easy experience and don't forget to test it out. Pretend you're the customer and test out the sales flow. And then obviously we do need to do some marketing. People aren't just going to crawl out of a hole and be like, so Amy, what can I buy from you? No, you always have to work for your sales. So you got to start talking about it. And this is the thing that people tend to fuck up. They start talking about what they're creating way too late. They think, I can't talk about this. I can't talk about my wish of becoming a personal trainer because I don't have the certificate yet. I can't talk about my painting yet because it's not perfect yet. But people love a good story. People love to get pulled into your passion and In the beginning, when you don't have any proof of the fact that what you're offering is legit, when you don't have anything basically going for you, the only thing you have going for you is your passion. So let everything you talk about drip with passion, show your passion. And I'm going to say this to you. You can listen to all of my podcasts. You can follow a ton of sales courses or my courses. But the best thing you can do for sales and marketing is be wildly enthusiastic about what you have to offer. So show the world your passion and the sales will follow. Just think about when you buy something. Do you buy something from someone who's like, yeah, this is okay. I mean, if you want to, you can buy it. Or do you buy something from someone who's like, this is so exciting. I'm so excited to put this out there. Wow, the countdown is on in one week. I'm going to launch it to the world. I hope so many people buy it. Let me know if you have any questions. Okay, this is a little bit of an exaggeration, but which energy are you most attracted to? Probably you're attracted towards the energy of the person who's actually in love with what they are selling. So make sure you are that person. And that doesn't mean that you have to be super extroverted. You have to sell in your own style. 
But if you're not loving what you're selling, you need to find something else because then you won't be able to convince people to love what you're selling. Because if you don't love it, why would anyone else open their wallet to buy it from you? And last but not least, and this is the magic part, is we want to optimize. So once we've done it the first round, that's actually where the tricky part starts, especially for people who are very visionary. Uh, I'm a visionary, not an integrator. So there's this great book about this. It's called Rocket Fuel. And they talk about typical entrepreneurs are usually visionaries, sometimes also integrators and a lot of entrepreneurs as visionaries, or this is how I remember the book because I'm a visionary. <laughs> they need integrators to work alongside them so they can turn their ideas into reality. So what's always really difficult for me is to do one thing. I get really excited about it. And then even before I've done it, I'm already onto something else. I need to remind myself to actually finish what I started. But in entrepreneurship, you don't just have to finish the one round of what you started. You need to do it again and again and again and again. And that's when it becomes a success. The first launch is not the thing. The first MVP is not the thing. It's about making it better and optimizing and integrating feedback and getting the feedback and running it, it again and again and again. And a lot of people think that that's too boring, but this is actually one of the reasons why so many people never create a profitable business is because they keep switching their offer. Stop switching your offer start enhancing the offer you already have. That is how you're going to figure out how to create a profitable business from your passion. So to recap, perfectly imperfect. Perfection is the enemy of progress. Waiting is the enemy of progress. Action is the name of the game. So stop waiting because you're thinking it's never the right time, but that actually means that it is always the right time to get going. So if you are passionate, start telling the world, start collecting feedback, start creating something and go and fail. You should be failing every single day. And that's actually how you're gonna succeed. This was a motivational episode of the Fast Forward Amy Show. And uh, by the way, if you're feeling like, hmm, maybe I want to get coached more by Amy, I feel like I want to kickstart my success and my business growth. I have great news for you because this summer, I am hosting my free business summer school. I did it last year. It was a wild success. More than 4,000 people attended. And all summer long, we talked about mindset, action, uh, creating a profitable product suite, selling the first things, marketing, launching, all of that stuff. So if you're currently like almost buzzing... Be oh. I'm apparently buzzing, making noises behind the scenes. <laughs> if you're currently buzzing with excitement and you're so passionate, but you just don't know where to start or where to take your next step, I'm going to help you out in my business summer school. So if you're interested, go and check it out through fastforwardamy.com forward slash bus. So B-U-S, very easy of business summer school. But that would be bzz, but it's bus. <laughs> we created the wrong What's it called? An acronym? Is it an acronym when we shorten the words? I don't know. My team is phasing out quickly. Anyways, fastforwardamy.com forward slash bus is where you can find all of the information to join us in an amazing summer school this summer because so many people think summer is off time, but it's not off time. It's high energy, high sunshine time. The more sunshine, the more energy, and the more we can actually do for our business and where we can get a head start on other people who are pretending that they can't do anything. Summer is a perfect time to get a head start on the next year. So let's fucking go. Hope to see you in the business summer school. And uh, yeah, remember that as long as you're passionate 
and you really care and you're good at something, you're gonna find a way to actually also get profitable, but not by accident. You do have to spend some time on your business. This is a mistake so many people make, you know, artists, people who want to help people, you can be a great coach, but that doesn't mean you're actually making money. It's because coaching might be your skill, but business isn't. Luckily, business and making money from what you love doing is my skill. So I'm gonna help you make money doing what you love this summer. See you in the Business Summer School. I've linked it up in the description and uh, have a happy day. Thank you.